Hello. This is episode 21 of the podcast called Blood and Rain. I'm your host, Arthur Dane. The silent enemy of our day-to-day lives is the misalignment from ourselves. And a society without borders that grows increasingly fixated on transferring one's entire life to a to-do list comprised of an endless well of tasks, the striving for output begins to grow meaningless. The man with one foot in the concluding postmodern era and the other in the next era to come is a man seeking the master control of his life, and no virtue is greater for this than that of maintaining alignment. When the man establishes the Logos, or simply stated in the English language, the highest and greatest good for one's life, the foundation is set for a series of thousands upon thousands of decisions of word, deed, or thought that either contribute towards manifesting that Logos or detracting from it. From a moral standpoint, logos of the greater good to men of sound mind, body, and spirit comes naturally, and the orientation of the branch of logos is inherent. From the standpoint of the individual downstream from the moral framework sent from above, the understanding of one's role becomes vital. Logos achieved through purpose takes precision of understanding the gifts, desires of the heart, and the divine role of one's soul in each and every man. The man of gifted stature affinity for trial and willingness to serve others directly and immediately vastly differs from the man gifted with strikingly handsome face, boundless charisma, and a longing to shift the masses towards virtue. These attributes of man, both internal and external, are clues towards finding the ultimate purpose of Logos for each and every man. The countermarker is true as well. The countermarker is that of the man lacking in qualities that are known to predetermine success and effectiveness in a given area, yet feel deeply, unshakably called to dedicate his life to the same area of existence. The methods of determining one's individual role of both grand and personal logos are many, and many methods as necessary must be utilized in order to uncover one's purpose. This purpose must be strictly independent of the expectations of others. Man cannot dictate his life by the image of himself another has placed upon him. Fulfilling a purpose of falsehood is the path to bitterness, for this man is locked in a lie of duty. With repercussions far worse than this is the effect this life, this lived lie has on others. On the lower scale of damage is expectations of duties not being met, and on the higher scale of damage is the potential for others to be killed due to a position being filled by a person on a false path who ultimately manifests as a charlatan and a weak link in the grand chain. The beginning of one's path to Logos is vital. The process of uncovering the path is always the born beginning. A lifelong duty, once fully realized, is then maintaining the path and word or deed or thought. In each of these realms of decisions and being is the consistent choice of staying in alignment or misaligning. That is an excerpt of the first essay written for Blood and Rain Books titled Addressed Alignment. Now, what is alignment, and why do I bring it up with the word manifestation? Well, you see modern society and postmodern society placing emphasis in one of two areas. Thinking and acting, or doing. And you see this a lot with the New Age world. You see this a lot with overthinkers in general, but you see this a lot with the New Age world, with a lot of people saying... I think, therefore, I am. Um, some sort of channeling a very sanitized, westernized version of Buddhism, for lack of a better classification. 
And while setting your mind is actually the first step towards aligning with your Logos, self-aligning with your potential highest self, it isn't everything. There are, there are plenty of people who think all these positive thoughts and they come up with all these grand strategies and they have all these great ideas but they do absolutely nothing with them and they're ultimately just thoughts. So they're ultimately just meaningless. Now you actually have an opposite to this that people aren't really recognizing now. You know, your Navy SEAL types, you know, Jocko Willink had an Instagram story about three years ago, or an Instagram posting for Monday Motivation. He says, some of you are looking for some Monday motivation. Hearing a lot of people say, I think, therefore I am. No, you gotta do. And he's right. You absolutely do have to do. But there's also an extreme to this side as well. If you've ever spoken with a person who, when you, you haven't seen them in a little bit, and you bump into them and they say, how are you? And you're trying to have a present conversation with them. How are you right now? And they don't respond with, I'm doing well. You know, this is going on. Um, you know, my wife, she's doing really well. The kids are doing well. And I'm feeling pretty good about things. How are you? It's, it's like they have one foot in this conversation and, one f- and, and grown several other feet and placed it in a bunch of different areas and they're scatterbrained constantly and they're always moving ultimately without thinking and they'll respond with like oh I'm busy um, this is going on this is going on this is going on yeah 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 and then when it comes to listening to the person they're not really listening at all they're not being present in the conversation this is also not good this is also a pitfall of humanity, and especially in a pitfall in somewhat of a matrix, a matrix of society where it's not in the best interest for elites, it's not in the best interest of elites for people to be consciously thinking and then therefore consciously acting. They prefer them in this sort of rat race, in this role, the cog, where they have to do a bunch of things in order to stay alive and then they'll maybe eventually have kids. Um, and they, they don't work on the development of themselves anymore. Um, this is very perilous, specifically in the case of men. You get, you know, the middle-aged man who, you know, Henry Rollins has a stand-up about this. This is actually quite funny. He did a stand-up in London where he says, you know, men come to a certain age where they get so steady. You know, they say, I pay the bills, I do this, I do that, I provide. And then, um... They get to a point where they're just thoroughly unhinged, and their wife starts crying. And he says, "Why are you crying? What did I do? You didn't do anything. I just, I just need to cry." What do you mean, you just need to cry? Don't lie to me. I know it's, it has something to do with me. Why are you crying? Sometimes I really just need to cry. This, oh, right. You want the coats? You want to be president? But then, what shit is the fan? What are you gonna do? You're just gonna cry. And you know, the, the wife runs up crying. It's, it's, it's one of Henry Rollins' many hilarious stand-ups. But the point is. Man reaches a certain age where they've sort of checked all the boxes of quote-unquote taking care of business, but they've stopped developing themselves. And they actually reach this point of a midlife crisis because they have this realization that they're not surfing or they're not lifting weights or they're not reading or they're not doing any of the practices that originally made them them. And now they're just a husk. They're not really a man anymore. They're the person going through a bunch of acts. We have this pitfall of 
acting too much, right? We have this pitfall of overthinking. You know, that's talked about a lot, right? Overthinking, you know, you're overthinking too much. Sometimes you just got to stop and you just have to do, right? Well, sometimes we overact. I don't mean overacting as chewing the scene on stage, on camera. I mean overacting. We do too much and without even knowing why. And this is kind of part of what some people would call the matrix. Some people go through the motions of their job. Some people go through the motions of the rat race. Right? Without even stopping to think what they really want. What they want their life to be. What is the logos of their life? What are they called to do? And so they could be acting and they could be quote-unquote productive in a realm of the financial game is staying alive. But... Are they in alignment with themselves? You hear a lot about manifestation. You hear it from the new age folk a lot. You know, just gotta manifest. Gotta manifest. <laughs> All kinds of things that they say, right? But manifestation really is knowing where it is that you're trying to go, knowing what it is that you're trying to do, knowing what it is that you must do, and then actually going out there and walking in faith, walking and doing and materializing to manifest this good manifest this self, to manifest this outcome. Visualizing what will happen and making it happen in real life, in reality, in this three-dimensional world. It's rarely born in the opposite direction. We speak a lot about the solar ideal in this sort of sphere of Instagram. The solar ideal, especially being very important for men, the solar ideal being action. But like everything, there's a twisted shadow that abuses a good thing and that's just overacting acting without alignment now why do i bring up the word alignment with the word manifestation well to be in alignment with yourself is to be in alignment with divinity whether you are christian pagan muslim be in alignment with divinity then be in alignment with your greatest higher self, your Logos. The man you know to be. Or growing female listeners, as, I, as, I, as I've recently found out. The woman you're trying to be. The mother you're trying to be. The artist you're trying to be. I know a lot of phenomenal female fighters. The fighter you're trying to be. Well, you guys don't get all worried about me not being based, alright? But I'm, I'm appealing to my audience. I'm speaking to my audience. That's what a good host does. So, but obviously the bulk of my content speaks to men because men are in dire need of healing. Men are in dire need of shaping up to foster the renaissance of men, to help the renaissance of women. It's in that order. Men need to be inherent leaders. So, after that little important clarification, be in alignment with yourself as a man. To be in alignment with your divinity. To be in alignment with your logos self. To be in alignment with your divinity. 
balls and help them. We need to simply ask the question. Are these actions I'm doing in alignment? Are these words I'm speaking in alignment? Are these thoughts I'm thinking in alignment? Now, if you take a look at the celebrities, you know, these sort of puppets that they have. I had this discussion with multiple men, including Paul uh, Spencer, uh, Devin Medrano, Nature Build, um, Neil Libertate, Snowmobile, Jonathan Weston being husband pod. You start to notice, you know, the actors who play ball, right? They get all the marketing push. You know, they get the they get the mid range in terms of lead roles when it comes to blockbuster films. You know, blockbuster not exactly always being the highest quality films. And then even that that mid range I'm speaking of, you know, the blockbuster films that are pretty well done. Not the highest tier, not the movies that are going to win Oscars. It's rare that a blockbuster film has crossover with Oscar potential. Um, but then you have actors, you know, who are at the top of their game, who are very... I don't want to say introverted, but they're, uh, they're very private. They pop on the scene and they pop off. They pop on the scene and they pop off. Daniel Day-Lewis being one of them. Daniel Day-Lewis has taken an exit from acting on his terms. If you take a look at the details a bit more, the nature of it, you start to understand why. They're the actors who really play ball and the actors who don't. And one who doesn't play ball, who's at the top, top level, is Denzel Washington. Now you heard him say, quotes, you've seen video of him today. If you do not watch the news, you are uninformed. If you watch the news, you are misinformed. And then the person interviewing him on the red carpet says, what's the person to do? And he just sort of shrugs with a one eyebrow raised. But what Denzel Washington also spoke about was the magnets that are our minds. He says, you have to be careful what you think about. What you think about will attract. Now, we, you get a lot of this sort of Tony Robbins, very, like, ooh, sort of overly positive thinking nonsense. I'm not... I'm not I'm not saying to turn into one of these people who's absolutely deluded when it comes to reality, right? But how you receive reality and how you act accordingly, how you receive reality and act towards your alignment to shift that reality with something tangible, with something that will indeed shift that reality and not just being in denial with pure positive thinking, pure good vibes action. You can start to manifest that alignment. So, then this pertains to what some people would think are the attractors. You see some people talking about being the hunter, the man being the hunter. You pursue, you violently pursue, you seek and destroy, or you hunt You hunt the food for the family. And then you see their content creators who say, I attract things. I'm an attractor. Right? And man needs to be both. He needs to cultivate both. Now, our actions can be very much about the hunter, right? Three-dimensional world, you know, you're not going to leave things on the table. You're going to pursue every last avenue. That's being the hunter. But then there's also the what the sort of realm of things when it comes to thoughts, right? So we have actions, the pure actions being the hunter, and we have the pure thoughts, right, being the attractor. The words 
being somewhat, somewhere in the mid-range. The words can be more towards the hunter. You're going to tell someone plain and simple what you want, that's me. You're going to use words to get immediately to what you want within a certain moral framework. Absolutely. There's also words of speaking into existence. Saying, I'm going to be world champion one day. So we're speaking on thoughts, words, and actions, and that's a bit of a gradient. So now let's go speak with thoughts now, in terms of manifestation. Now you hear a lot about the subconscious these days. You hear a lot about the subconscious basically the conscious. It's actually a dual relationship. It's a bi-directional relationship. Um, someone who I really think is, is, is the best authority within this immediate solar sphere on Instagram is Zenobial. Um, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from all of you about the podcast. Zenobial, I greatly appreciate that. It's one I enjoy recording very much. I actually recorded it in a park in San Francisco where I'm recording this very episode as well. Thoughts are always better outside. Speaking of thoughts themselves and the subconscious. We prime our subconscious with the conscious. We're not ruled by our subconscious. So if we consciously keep feeding our subconscious, then our subconscious eventually will have a momentum and eventually won't betray us. We won't be betrayed by the hidden thing of ourselves. The subconscious and the conscious will be in alignment. And what happens when those things are in alignment? Well, when you pursue things with action, you pursue things with words, you attract things with words, and you attract things with thought, then you're in alignment. Seeing this floating around, six months of violent pursuit and alignment can put you five years ahead, and I wholeheartedly believe that. This is why morning rituals and rituals in general are so important. The disappearance of rituals has become more and more common in modern society because rituals cultivate consciousness. Rituals alter being, they raise being for the better. Would that be prayer or spending time in nature or taking in a new place either alone or with a loved one consciously? Or having a meal with your family is a ritual. These rituals leave us calmer, rejuvenated, enlightened. They give us a space to elevate our thinking. They give us a space to clear our minds to act clearly and act decisively. They're abundantly important when it comes to being. Now, how do we start the day to be in alignment with ourselves, to be in alignment with our Logos self? Well, we cultivate a ritual in the morning to set our minds, to set our bodies, to set our spirits on the path to executing a day, carrying out a day, living a day that is in alignment with our Logos self. We're, We're setting a course every single day. A course needs to be set every single day and that sorts with the beginning of the day. The way my morning routine goes, the way my morning ritual goes, 
I posted it along with my 10 protocols on Instagram a while back. Protocols being a morning protocol, an evening protocol, one for strength and conditioning, one for Muay Thai, one for studying film, one for writing, one for detaching and critiquing myself. Quite a bit of protocols, and the morning protocol involves me waking up, running to the bathroom to splash cold water on my face to wake myself up, making my bed, doing very intense fasted cardio, but also soon after reading the morning orthodox prayers. So I'm in alignment with my higher power. We have a prayer rule that we recite and connect with. We don't just go through the motions. We connect with every word with our, to our spirit every morning. That's the goal. We have a certain set of prayers every morning that we do. You know, a prayer to God, a prayer to Christ, a prayer to called the Theotokos, you know, the Virgin Mary. We pray to the guardian angel. And then we have some other prayers that we add to our prayer rule, depending on our location, our patron saints. For example, I pray to I pray the prayers of Saint George and Saint Christopher, along with my morning prayer rule. And after my prayer rule, I recite my oath, and I connect with my oath. I align with my oath. And for those of you who don't know what that is. For those of you who have listened to this podcast out of order, at the end of episode three, I was reading a Q&A of questions I had received in my Instagram story, and one of them asked me to articulate the path of blood and rain, and I didn't know how to answer that at the time, because this came to me in a poem that was manifested from the fall of 2017 and manifested fully after Pascha, Orthodox Easter in 2018, in April. But I didn't know how to properly articulate the path of blood and rain. So what I did was I prayed for three weeks, I aligned for three weeks, I put myself through trial, physically, mentally, I put together a playlist of negatively charged particles and positively charged particles and backdoors and savage output fuel and flow state fuel and I forced my spirit to press against the negatively charged particles and glide and flow with the positively charged particles and for those of you who don't know what I mean, on Instagram I have a series of, of, of music, uh, of, you know, playlists that I keep adding to called negatively charged particles and positively charged particles. And charged particles is basically a concept I'm stealing originally from, directly from um, Tatsulin in reference to his slow twitch muscle survival protocol. But that, that terminology is obviously from physics. So in this context, in this context of music, these are songs with either an abundance of negative energy or an abundance of positive energy. And I exposed myself to the negatively charged particles in an effort to resist against them, to press against them. And the resistance against this powerful force, I grow strong. And the positively charged particles, I sort of consume and glide with and heal with and elevate with. 
And so after this playlist and after this rigorous training and prayer for three weeks, I released a three-part episode, which is episode five of this podcast. And part one is about the Book of Five Rings, a book I read every day that has completely changed the way I live life, that is essential to my being, essential to my Logos self. The second episode is sort of an account of the the tragedy in my life where I abandoned my own path and how I got back to my own path to this account of blood and rain that you see now, the second iteration. And then the third is me, is the result of those three weeks, is me writing what I call the scroll of blood and rain because the scroll, the, the book of five rings is really the book of five scrolls, the, the, the wind scroll, the, the earth scroll, the water scroll, the fire scroll, and the scroll of emptiness. So my path of blood and rain I wrote as an added scroll, the scroll of blood and rain to the book of five rings. And it's an oath as well for my path. So every morning I connect and align with that same oath. There are many of you in this spiritually potent time, this time of Lent, this time of Ramadan, Passover, it's a significant time in Eastern religions. It's, a, it's always a significant time in the astrological world. It's the most potent time of the year. The good are trying to connect to the higher power and the malicious are trying to capitalize with it. And I get the sense that many people are currently going through great trial and suffering and many people feel scatterbrained and many people feel disjointed and out of whack and, and separated from the Logos self. So my... My call to all of you is to sit in silence with yourself. Maybe go to a place in nature, a place where you can be alone and sit in silence with yourself, no music, and just stare directly in front of you and meditate to assess and to discover and to realize what your Logos self is your highest, greatest self that will bring the highest, greatest good. And what you need to do to align with that Logos self. The world will be better for it. If you think you're insignificant, you have no idea the ripple effect that every human being can have. It can either make the world significantly dimmer or make the world significantly brighter. You can manifest your desires that are in alignment with true morality, this vision you have of your life, through aligning, aligning with it and rec then recognizing the words you need to say, the actions you need to do, and the thoughts that you need to think. The subconscious, when we see, when we, when we see a book for the first time that catches our eye, we begin to see that book everywhere, sitting with a car. And the same thing goes with tragedy. As I mentioned in the Troilus and Cressida podcast, tied to the Zenobia podcast. Or it can be 
the completion of a hero's journey, a success, a resolve, a full circle, a full cycle completed in joy. The subconscious is powerful. So align your consciousness with your Logos self and your subconscious will follow. The world needs this. The world truly needs this. From all of us. So discover what that Logos self is. And align with it. Every single day. So to all of you I say. Good night. And good storms. Thank you.